Hey everybody, welcome to the Casually Hardcore Podcast, episode 57. Uh, we're going to just jump in, get the business out of the way. This is Zandri, she's awesome. Uh, let's get her to partner, let's keep helping her uh, grow on Twitch, guys. Go and check out her channel, links are all in the description below. She's been here before, she's a pro. We're going to be talking about 5.2. That's pretty much all the intro I want to give. Chris, do you want to shout out who was our last guest, who's the sponsor of this episode, so we can talk some Final Fantasy. Harry was our last guest. We had a great time talking about uh, everything that he was doing leading into 5.2. So it was a nice time to talk about side content and all of that because we didn't have 5.2 yet. Uh, and then we were partnered with Shadow PC. I have been playing a lot of things over there, everything except Blizzard games, because that's against terms of service and I would never do that. Uh, so check out the links below. Uh, theoretically, I bet the games would work over there, but I would never do that. So let's jump in and talk about 5.2. Zandri. Yes. All right. So tell us what you've experienced. <laughs> and again, no spoilers Spoiler right now. Free. We're going to, we'll talk about spoilers later. We'll announce it. But what do you experience? Like this is, I think an amazing patch, but I'm going to share my opinion uh, later. Go ahead. I have not done enough. <laughs> not at all. It still um, feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mainly my only real experience was uh, Wednesday evening and I got in, I got my full set of crafted gear. Thanks, Sav. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah. And what is the I, value on that on your server? Chris I bought my, <laughs> Chris bought so my I, weapon at 6 million gil for me. 7 million. 7, with tax. Everybody's counting. With tax. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says I have streamer privilege. I guess that would be the actual definition. <laughs> well, you, you get, you get, skip the cues. You know, it's like. Uh, yeah, you get, you get patch notes early. It's like all, like all the theories that people have about streamer privilege. It's all true. <laughs> it's real. It's real. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, so I received that. And then the first thing I really wanted to do was get all of my unlocks in so that I could get to extreme and savage, uh, this weekend, because I'm going to be part of a static, which nice. is really cool, my first static. Um, and so I did the first quest of the MSQ to see our little voice acted parts. And then I unlocked Ruby. And then Ruby, I unlocked- Ruby, Ruby, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Ruby Extreme um, got to phase two in about 40 minutes or so, 45 minutes. It was probably like six pulls once we worked it out. Um, and I also went through, unlocked all the way to uh, E7S. I didn't actually do the fight, um, but everybody was really excited for to see me unlock e8 so i was like i'm gonna wait until the next stream to do that yeah <laughs> so i haven't done anything since that night because i want everybody to see every step of the way because that's fantastic people like to see me be upset or something i don't know <laughs> This is so super spoilery too. So it's yeah. not, it's, yeah. it's like, you can't, it's gonna use letters hopefully you, you can't even go watch other people's streams. Like I'm just telling you, don't do it. Like if you're trying to experience it, I didn't even five and five and six that. are fine. Three, you don't really know what you're looking at unless somebody tells you. Yeah. Eight is just straight up spoiler territory. Yeah. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I really appreciated how they managed the narrative right here. No spoilers in introducing Ruby driving the story forward with five two and mm -hmm. eden like they're they do it in a way that it doesn't matter what order you do it in it all kind of fits together rather than like okay we need to talk about these characters well they're over nope they're actually here right now you know it's just mm -hmm. and they make reference to the things and some of the things that people commented on like our just our highlights for the day were like oh you had more dialogue options than i did 
And I never think about that. I'm an old school warrior light. I'm a legacy player. I've got all, you know, all the roles. Like I have done a lot of this, of this game. You would think I have a problem, you know, but (laughs) the, at the end of the day, like I was like, Oh, I have more dialogue options. Like, I Depends get on what you've done. all the time and like people will pinpoint the exact quest for me in chat. They'll be like, well, if I recall correctly, if you did this, this and this, this would be the outcome. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. if you've cleared <laughs> stuff, it literally like throughout the 5.0 story, they've been doing that. Where like mm-hmm. you, if you talk to the Crystal Exarch after clearing, clearing a piece of content, they could have a different dialogue option than otherwise which he'll have a like a single one or two sentence response to and then he'll drop right back on pace so you're not you're not changing the outcome Mm -hmm. but you are getting like little little tidbits i was so excited like people told me to do that little tidbit for you know that little tidbit and so i actually did have um the option for the the ending of the the 5.0 story so that yeah gosh it would be the one expansion where I finally get on board with lore and everybody's like, but you only cleared one of the dialogue options. Like I'm immediately <laughs> bottom of the barrel again. Pushes up glasses. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, I'm finally cute. reading story. Yeah, but only once. <laughs> do you even lore? <laughs> the uh, What do you guys think actually about the 14 uh, event and the race being hosted and that kind of collaboration with the bigger Raider uh, community. I thought that was like just the most amazing thing. Uh, I thought that was a really cool idea, but what I thought was really odd was I had seen it on Twitter to begin with. Um, I actually follow Arthur's mm -hmm. and he had posted something about how he wished that people would be more attentive to world first or that some of the, the statics would actually stream it more. And like, Probably the next day after he had posted that, Method had announced that they were going to be hosting it. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And I brought it up for stream. And I was really surprised at the mixed um, at, at the mixed feelings towards it. Like people were very either for it or against it and not in between. Did and they I have said, a reason for one or the other. Uh, you know, for myself, I see it in that concept of earned media. And I have that bias. I know when I talk about earned media, I see it because I'm a part of that kind of that machine and how it positively impacts the games. But right. there is the other side of it. Like you have a, a distorted worldview of the game itself. Chris and I like, you know, together played probably 40 hours of patch 5.2 in two days, like just an insane amount of content. Okay. So that's not how a normal person would naturally consume the patch. So we are somewhat isolated and disconnected due right. to the nature and our content schedule. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and the, the nice thing about it is it's only, it only comes around every couple of months because normally we just play at a normal rate. We'd like to play with people and have that. However, like on patch day, we're in go, go, go mode, clear, right. clear, clear, absorb, and then comment uh, in that <laughs> regards. And I, I'm, I'm obviously torn on that mindset. Like what really mm-hmm. gives me the raw impressions? It's something I've always kind of weighed curiosity. Like, if you were a full-time YouTuber, like, and your revenue is tied behind it, are you honest? That's mm-hmm. the question I've always like asked, I, and I asked that of myself. I'm not. A, we're not full-timers, <laughs> right? And I think a lot of people, their main thing, um, because people didn't know that like MizTech was going to do commentary yeah. and stuff like that, and so I think people, um, for the most part, were unsure if those that they chose to host it would actually know what was going on, would be able to talk well about the fights. 
um, would be able to show how um, how much the fights are different because uh, they the devs said that they were going to step up, you know, their game and they were going to make it more challenging, which right, they. Right, right. Did. Um, and the other part of it too was people know that like Method is mainly um, like uh, you know was originally just a Blizzard organization. They don't really want to have that affiliation with Blizzard. And then a lot of the people that actually watch um, their all of their casts and all of their streams and such mm -hmm. and really follow them are more like diehard WoW fans than they are Final Fantasy. And so a lot of the feedback that I got was that they didn't like things that people were going to say in chat, putting down the game, putting down the players that played the game, putting down the global cooldown, which I get. But from me, my actual the speed of the global cooldown, because correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, WoW has one too. Yeah, it's but <laughs> and, and I did hear that they did say some pretty toxic things. Um, but from me, my standpoint, I actually didn't get to watch um, the world first race because I didn't I didn't want to spoil myself and I was at work. Right. Um, but my standpoint was I love this game. And if there can be more outreach because an organization like that is hosting a world first and they're bringing other people to possibly notice the game to try out the game like for me, that's a really good thing. They might bring people that might be a bit toxic, might be a bit callous, you know, whatever. That's just what you're going to get with a player base and that's what you're going to get with games that are online. But for me, like that outreach is amazing because I really think that these people deserve even more of a population for this MMO. And so yeah. that was my big point. But I was really surprised that the, the negativity that I saw around it, I was like, whoa. Yeah. So... Method, so method has had method has had like they had people coming in and mocking them during their world first in his author race mm -hmm. and they hadn't lost yet and they were still like so the toxicity in that stream like that's just part of that particular community just like there are 14 streamers that have communities that are very different than other 14 streamers even though they might be live in the same time slot and broadcast to the same region so oh, like <laughs> there are very different communities and usually each creator feels blessed to have the one they have because mm -hmm. their actions and their choices usually help kind of foster certain people feeling welcome and other people not. And so creators that have a certain personality tend to gravitate a certain viewership and method being into that hardcore, you know, if you can't do it, you're trash. Like that draws out that aspect of, of the people coming in and chatting. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and I think probably a lot of tame people that watch them just to see the content don't get to post because they're always in follower only chat. They're in subscriber only chat. And so it's like, well, if I'm only watching you for a world first race, maybe I already gave off my, you know, maybe I already gave off my prime or whatever. And I don't need to chat while there's 50,000 things. Like I'll just, I'll just watch it. I just right. close it when I watch that. Mm -hmm. um, the, as, as for like, will they have the right broadcasters watching the world first in his auth race and then comparing that to like world first race from several years ago. Um, they've come a long way and they have regular guests. Now they have regular content creators. So even if, it wasn't handled the way people want. Like it can grow and mature over multiple races. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say give that time. Like, oh wow, they didn't do it perfect the first one out of the gate. Okay, um, but and I think the visibility is good. Now, Brian, you asked at the at the top of this. The question was why? What are the pros and cons? Yeah, and like Ian Hanacostas, the director of uh, World of Warcraft, was their Yoshi P was asked directly, like, are you guys going to do something to interact more with the world first race as Method makes this effort to basically make it an esport? And he said, World of Warcraft 
PVE, like the world, the race to world first is not an esport. never will be an esport. We will never design this to be an esport. It is designed to be a wonderful RPG MMO experience for the average player. And the world first race, while it is cool and he's very glad they do it, will always remain a community run project. And so like, I think that that distinction there coming from World of Warcraft, which has always, they've given out awards to World First and all these things historically, and they've encouraged yeah, like- you can support the community without saying this is what this is gonna be. Right. For them yeah. to say that, I cannot imagine how clear it would have to be. Like Yoshi P doesn't foster that like rushing activity. He encourages people to take breaks. So I don't think the game will really be affected by it, regardless of what we do as a community with it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, the pros are visibility. The cons are a it it taints the race because now you can see strategies mm -hmm. um, as opposed to historically people. There used to be a rule back before all this streaming that like you didn't post a clear video within a certain number of days, and there was this etiquette to protect the purity of the race. But in trade for that pure race, it didn't get the same viewership. Not as many people got to take part in it. It's fun to watch a world first WoW race and check in on it throughout the day. Even if you don't play WoW, I've always kind of checked in on the world first races because mm -hmm. they're it's like a sporting event. They're just fun. And to see Limit, to see North America take it this time was awesome. It to was see Limit take it from like Method, <laughs> who's been crushing, was awesome. And it and it's gonna make the first raid of BFA a ton of drama because can Limit keep it? Will Method? come back with a vengeance it's it's just good tv like it's just raw entertainment i, I wish i had a done and that done and that awesome. sound effect queued up <laughs> it's awesome um so like to see that happen in 14 it would have a lot of pros it would have a lot of hype it would bring a lot of people into the game who said oh i've never even heard of this game i've never tried it is there a free trial and if they had people like Mistech as guests coming in and talking and things like that and they had you know, general broadcasters who had an idea and were as researched as they are for the WoW races where they talk about, man, we haven't seen anything like this since such and such. And these guys are familiar with races all the way back to vanilla. Mm -hmm. And like, if we had, if it had that, it could be a really great event that the community could kind of center on. And I think a lot of people still wouldn't watch it because it's super spoilery. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think for the people that would, it would bring a lot of new blood into 14. Uh, and I know people are afraid of the game changing, but the game's going to change regardless. So we might as well share it with people who, who haven't gotten to experience it yet. Right. And that was my absolute thought was for me, it was all, I, I understand that there could be some repercussions from other people playing the game, but for me, it was <laughs> all positive. I was really excited about it. You know, I was like, this is so, this is so good for the game. This is so good for the Twitch channel. This is so good for them to, you know, climb up the ranks on the browse page to get even more noticed. And uh, I was just, I really was surprised with the amount of people that were like, well, I don't know. And I was like, wait, what? How do you not know? It's changed though. But, I mean, you have to, you have to, I look at it with the 14 community as it's grown to be one of the prominent MMO RPGs out there. And, and me thinking from an 11, Final Fantasy 11 perspective, like, just like, oh man, we were so niche. It was such this tight knit community. We, you know, we're like, <laughs> we know what we're doing. This is so good. You know, aren't we special? Oh, look at all these people. Yeah, that's that's the baby sauce right over there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I wasn't some kind of fanboy. Uh, and, uh, and thankfully, I've, I've matured to have a, a finer appreciation for things uh, in that regards. Uh, you know, why you know, like like white white like white claw, not sponsored. Uh, <laughs> the um, is such a big thing in my, in the office where I work right now. I hear it's a I hear it's a oh huge sorority God. thing. I like it. It's filling. 
And uh, and since I can't, I, I'm like avoiding like uh, like wheat grains, and so I'm like just yeah. I don't drink whiskey anymore. And I'm like, okay, this is nice. This is nice. Uh, I keep I keep muting because it's like it does fill me up. I'm like mute. My office manager will be like, I did this, this, and this last night. Brought to you by White Claw. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, did you really just say that? The, uh, the 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 player in me, I tried for for like years and years to get Chris to come play Final Fantasy XI with me. And it never happened, you know. It's still, it's still one day. That's the, that's my big fish right there. Thousands. Of I have a, I have this, I have this secret plan. Uh, it's, it's called create a YouTube channel. Like, you know, get to some <laughs> level of relevance, relevance. Yeah, whatever. And, uh, and then eventually he caves. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a decade long plot. Um, I'm actually really surprised because I knew that it was a thing and that it was still around, but I didn't realize that there were still like patches and stuff for it. And a couple of my viewers have mentioned it because people were talking about, you know, uh, skepticizing whether or not there was going to be like NFF 16, whether or not it really was in production, whether or not it was an MMO. Um, and then people were saying that they didn't want 14 to die. And then a couple of my members were like, well, 11 is still around. People still play it. And I was like, really? It's I had a, yeah. no yeah. idea. 11, 11 is actually growing in population. It's, it's had, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of stabilized and what it is. They're working on a big update for it in a couple of years, but that's like, you bring up a good question. Like, what does it mean for an MMO to die? Like in that regards, because I've always believed, you know, I it's my same belief that I have with the world itself is that. The world ends every day for somebody. And I know that might seem bleak and not to get like, or morbid, (laughs) but it's, that's the reality. Like at some point, like today's the last day of somebody's life today. And same thing goes with their love of 14. And we see it all the time. We see people come in with a fire. This game is incredible. It can do no wrong. And then eventually if they don't temper expectations or manage the, 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 the burn, (laughs) um, they come in and they, they, they hate the game. They attack the game and they attack people who love it. And we try to manage that and to some success and some not like you can clearly see within the community, those who understand what it is that we do and those who have absolute, well, and those You're who don't watch the video guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And it is. And it's like, and, and I talk nothing about the population of the game. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the population of the game because these games don't die even if they shut them off there's private servers like it's like it's a whole different thing and so right. uh the other side of that coin was funny because it was like you see like from the youtube perspective i was like what does that really do hands down like if you want it, like all it is is subscriber growth like you go look at the numbers huge subscriber growth from that video itself and so it really kind of affirms that like in YouTube space, it's all about like that negative, like especially within gaming, negative energy grows. I don't know what kind of community it grows. Yes. Oh my gosh, you see that so often now. It's yeah. like I, I just I'm sorry not to not to interject, but no, please. It's it's absolutely frightening now. Like for example, I'm not a Fortnite player. Mm-hmm. I've played Fortnite like once. Yeah, I've heard of Ninja. Of course i've heard of ninja but it's like every <laughs> single post right now on twitter the guy is, who says he is, gets is, mad is, at is it's just a ninja. game and it's literally like one little clip that was from like his stream or something talking about whether games really are just games and he yeah. was comp- uh comparing himself to like lebron and 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 a couple of other people and i have not listened to the clip i'm gonna tell you right now but i am so tired of people posting it and their Twitter is growing from it because of what they've mm-hmm. said 
about it. I'm like, this isn't even about you. This isn't even about your content. It, it's my, it's my big problem with social media. It is my like foundational. So Chris and I embarked on this thing and you can notice, you'll notice a pattern. If you go look at the years, it's like we are, our content's positive. Mm-hmm. However, like we'll seed in a negative, get you, get you yeah. into the video. And it's clear now who watches the videos and who, do, who doesn't, right. and they'll come in and it's like, we had Chris posted a video this week and he posted it as a premiere and somebody came in and was just like, you're an idiot. Like, this is why you're all wrong. And this is, and I was like, the video isn't even it live wasn't yet. Live. It wasn't live. There is no way they could have watched a single second of it. Yeah. It's. It's, it's sad. And that's the other side of the coin. Yeah, go ahead. And that's one of the things, too, because when you look at it and you see all of this information and you see that actually catching people's interest, you you start to wonder if if you being, you know, uh, wholesome, for lack of a better word, uh, like wholesome, positive, down-to-earth yeah. you know, streamer, person who posts on social media, it's like, is that going to get any attention? You know, would it be better yeah. if I? You have to I, be overly positive. You got to be on the extremes. Yeah. You got to I mean, be it one side or the me other. Any. I can, but I can yeah. see other people who have have kind of stagnated yeah. or just like hit that plateau. Just be like, should I act this way to you know get where I want to be, or should I continue you know being true to? My whole content? quest was to figure out what the the secrets behind Clean Prince Gaming, hands down. Uh, I'm sure he's a nice guy, uh, but I'm like, Chris asked me, he's like, how's this guy growing? I think it's super easy. I think he's that guy in high school that, that literally read the spark notes and wrote the essay like on the bus on the way to school and got A's and was like, English classes are so easy. And then YouTube came into being and he's like, I can do this for a living. So he goes out to Reddit. He reads the spark notes equivalent of how the community feels about a game. He doesn't even have to always play it. And then he just posts yeah. mm-hmm. and, and then he just shares his essay thoughts and, yeah. and moves on to the next video and they're well-written essays. And so like, and, and he is right more often than not because he sides with the majority. Right. So statistically <laughs> he's right more than not. So the only times you disagree with him is when you're in the minority. Mm-hmm. So you ignore those anyway, because you're like, well, everybody disagrees. And so he just comes across as right every time I, I don't even know whether or not he has to share his personal views. I don't know whether he agrees with his videos or not. And I don't yeah. know that that's a problem. Like right. it is if the, if, if YouTube as a whole needs that to kind of carry the narrative forward, he's mm-hmm. just filling a spot. Like if he stops posting, someone else will do it. Well, actually going off of that, it's really funny because I don't really follow him, but I saw um, on my homepage for YouTube, um, Asmongold yeah. had a video about, people's hate on Warcraft 3. And he's like, all right, I've had my fun memeing this game. Like, I've had my fun joking around with stuff. And he's like, but honestly, like, I've gotten so many views on videos just by taking your guys' side. This is fantastic. It's so great that everybody was so negative because I was literally just bad-mouthing stuff just to bad-mouth it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, If if the anger and uh, you agree with it go hand-in-hand, like those are, you know, those are just like, okay, because people want to vent. And so they find their a community in like that video and that message, whether mm-hmm. they watch the video or not. And I liked actually Asmongold's because he, he, he coined the phrase that I really liked. He talked about the mad economy, like the, yes. the, 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 like, Hey, we're going to be mad. And so I've kind of divided up the mad economy in what I call my, uh, my rule of thirds. You have hype, you have grind, and then you have bitch. It's just like, 
And it, it, it follows that. And you can go and you can kind of apply that, that rule of thirds to like any content creator out there. And I, the question is, is do they actively know they're doing it? Mm-hmm. Or is this just a nature of being a content creator? And then right. I, and I look at it. And so like, I, I always, I always love data and yeah. I, I look at all the data. So that's where it's like, Chris and I were like, okay, well let's, you know, cause Chris put out why you should play and why you shouldn't play Final Fantasy. Like, like hands back down to back like, days, just to see like, thumbnails. you know, cause it's like, okay, let's look at the, the, the data. And, uh, and so we, we're, we're seeding this because it's like, well, what is going on? Like we, we, no one's going to sit here. Clean Prince is going to be like, here, work to game. Let's open up our, let, let me open up my analytics to you. So you can see just how like this, this functions and what it looks like from my perspective. So mm-hmm. it's like, we had to seed our own anyway, seeding our own. Um, we go and get the data and it's just truly like mind blowing in that regards of like where that falls. And so with the 14 community, like bringing this all back to, Final Fantasy 14, we've been a niche community. We've been brought into the mainstream because of continual hard work by the devs who Mm -hmm. like the question that I I have, and I haven't posted a video on it because like, I was like, I don't want to sit here because I know somebody's going to come in and be like, but Chris and I've been talking. It's like, let's just, you know, screw it. We're just going to (laughs) post. We're just going to get back to our regular uh, (laughs) posting too much, uh, too often schedule. So be warned everybody. Um, Sorry. And, <laughs> and I was like, you know, yeah. At the end of the day, I, I there I wonder about like the the community itself like I've seen so many people kind of move over into that anger side of it recently. And that's my concern is that what tips you over over that edge. And the question is is that do you still trust the developers? Do you trust YoshiP? And I think it, that's what's actually at risk. I think that's when you start to worry that they're not working on something for you. But yet we've been continually surprised. They've continually, you know, like look at the, the story alone, which is lauded as praised. In fact, mm-hmm. if you're going to make 14 content, Chris, you got to do <laughs> the story. You got to be the lore guy. And he's done that. Like, you know, it's like, you know, okay, oh, all right, I'll, I'll do the story, guys. I, like, I'll change how I've been trained to play games mm-hmm. all these years. And so he's done that. And so with that, the question I, I'm always kind of curious as to the, like what ticked that person over into that category? Was it a bad experience with another member? Was it just that they want something different from the game and maybe they're not getting it? And, I, and personally for me, like when we sat down with Yoshi P, like if the devs could, they would. It's And, it, and things just don't happen like at, at the drop of a light switch. So we just got to keep respectfully like communicating and, you know, and enjoy the ride that we got because I, there, there are definitely worse rides. <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of people's actual complaints for the most part are very contra- contradictory. Like they'll do one thing and they'll complain about it. Well, one of the things that I was talking about, I think I had mentioned it during uh, one of the last streams. I don't know how people really feel about this, but one of the things that, has always surprised me is well we were talking actually um about like games other than final fantasy because um people were saying that they wish that certain games had more story within the game um rather than going and like you know watching a show or reading a manga or reading a novel about it or whatever um and then I was sat there, sitting there and thinking, especially if it's in the case of an MMO, that 
every single MMO that I have heard of people playing or have played myself, other than Final Fantasy, most of the people say that they just power level and don't actually read the story. But they're the same people that complain about not enough story being in the game. So it just feels like, I don't know. It, it feels like some devs can't just please people, like regardless of what direction they go in. I yeah, I, I think that say. 14 is, there is a, there is a, a, I would say probably a small, like a, a vocally small minority that it's, you, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Chris, Do go you ahead. think they know they're doing it and they're justifying it to themselves? Or do you think they're lying to themselves and they don't know it? that they're that they're actively the reason that they're not having fun i think people like to think that they're never actually the reason that they're not having fun so they're so they're lying to themselves i think so yeah i think it's you heard more the of thumbnail of here first guys you liars <laughs> bunch of liars <laughs> <laughs> <Lick me. laughs> well, it's, 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 like, it's never the player it's never the player it's either the group that they're playing with it's the community or it's the devs but you have to think about the fact that it's still a business regardless of what game it is see i, I would label i would go far out and i know i'm gonna get hate for this i'd call that a bad player like that's a culturally different player when you hear stories especially within certain cultures we'll take japanese culture uh the good teams the winning teams are don't look at what you did wrong in the raid. They right. look at what I did right. wrong. Like, hey, right. I did this wrong in the raid. I could have healed you better or I could have shielded you at this time. Mm -hmm. it, it's how I can improve overall that's going to get us to win. I'm not going to call your you out because if you're focusing on your like yourself and knowing your own, like, oh, man, I, I dropped that rotation or I missed that off the mm -hmm. global and that, you know, that dropped, you know, 5,000 DPS. Like, okay, cool. Like, if you were sitting here working on yourself, um, overall, you're going to have that experience. So if it... If you're always out outward looking at somebody else is the reason why you're not succeeding, somebody else is the reason why you're not having fun, um, you know, hopefully that's a like, or if you're listening to this, like maybe that's a wake up call to say like, okay, that's fine. And there and definitely are situations in which that people are trying to keep other people down. Our history right. as a human race is full of that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I've, as a father, I know that I can only control me. Mm -hmm. And I can hopefully teach my kids how to control themselves. So bringing that to gaming, bringing method, that to gaming method had method had um, method does a great job of content creation in and around the top level of play that I hope develops more in 14, because I think when people want to see like what these players go through and stuff, like instead we have this animosity towards parsers and things and it's a mm -hmm. much bigger conversation, but, but there is a, a group of people who are playing this game objectively better than everybody else. They're, they're getting more out of the same class, whether in the same gear, they're just getting more output mm -hmm. um, and they're able to clear things faster. And that is an admirable trait in its own right. Just like it's admirable that ethics knows so much about lore and it's admirable that Mr. Happy has cleared so much of the game. Like there are a lot of ways to play this game and being really good at savage and ultimates is admirable. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a method player and he said he was recruited out of a guild that like wasn't even in the top 100. So like you assume that like they're drafting players from top level guilds and it's because they said we don't like top 100 is mostly representative of like what you've cleared and everything, 
not who you are as a player. And so there might be other players that would have been a good fit in the top 100, but what singled him out was they thought he had the right attitude. And he said, but like my gear isn't good enough. And they're like, we got gear. Mm-hmm. We'll gear you. That's not the issue. We got you the ever, gear. You ever they, they spent, though? they you... spent, yeah, they spent 300 million gold and they run splits every wow. week, which is just great, crazy numbers of splits. They run splits for every armor type. It's obscene how well they, they can generate gear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they, they brought him in because he said like, when he was interviewing for it, they said, okay, well, like, what's your view on when somebody else is, keeps making a mistake? And he said, I've never had a pull in a mythic raid that I could not have improved in some way. Mm-hmm. I either missed my rotation for a couple seconds or I was standing in a spot where I ended up increasing my movement. And he said, so I've never, I've never had a perfect pull and I'm thousands of pulls in and I'm admitting that to you guys. And if that's not good enough for me- method, then that's fine. And they, and they said, no, no, that's exactly the right answer. Mm-hmm. No matter if somebody literally just, body pulls the boss and we wipe it's like okay but like is there anything you could have learned there like it is like is there anything you can learn from every pull and every person needs to be improving and yes what ultimately may have brought everybody down was one person dragged a bomb into the raid but that doesn't mean that you can't look back over that pull and say yeah but if i'd been on the edge of it could i've gotten out of the bomb anyway like defensive driving right could i have could i have adjusted um, could my rotation have been better during that pull? Could I have burn, done something burn to help the boss down player? faster and skip that phase? Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. And, and so, like, that's a mentality that if you're only focused externally, you don't you don't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, Savage and ultimate content is the only time you're really forced to kind of improve like that. Normal content you can just get carried. You don't have to get better. And if you can't clear it this week, just come back next week. Maybe everybody else will be geared enough to carry harder. Like it, you don't have to be good at this game. Leveling doesn't force you to learn how to play your job, especially a healer in a tank or an AOE class like Black Mage. Like you don't learn, you don't learn optimal rotations. Deep Dungeon didn't do it. There is no requirement in Final Fantasy to be good at your job. So speaking of though, Final Fantasy, this has been a really like fantastic just like <laughs> opening. <laughs> um, so. Out of with no spoilers still because we're still in the no spoiler zone. Chat was asking yep. if it's okay to ask spoiler based questions. We'll get to that. So just hold off on any spoiler based no, questions here. I'm just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully no. Um, the uh, but at the end of the day, like so, from what you've experienced, kind of around the room, vaguely, so no, like not giving anything away. What's what's your takeaway from five two? What is the the thing I want to say? The thing that surprised you the most. And the mm-hmm. thing that you enjoyed the most. And they could be the same thing, but I'm going to let you go. Xandra, you're our guest. Go ahead. <laughs> um, probably the thing that surprised me the most was the attitude of a certain character that you meet when you're unlocking Eden, who I wanted to slap. <laughs> um, you haven't finished Eden? Uh, no, I haven't completely okay. finished it yet. I've cool. unlocked Easton. Carry on. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Did you get a Jessica uh, Jones vibe from her? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks. I was just <laughs> like, why am I? Yeah. Um, and uh, probably one of the the things that hit me the hardest was kind of, and I, I had seen uh, your tweet about it, um, I believe, Brian, was uh, a certain character having to deal with repercussions of things that 
you know, he thought were was right previously. And now he's not so sure. But now, you know, he sees some people and now he's having you, you can tell that out, not outwardly in the dialogue, but it seems like he's now having an internal struggle. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of what happens in that trial kind of freaked me out, too. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. And I I honestly cannot wait to get more in, back into the MSQ yeah. instead of just unlocking stuff. But what's really great to me is that every single thing has a story. So it's not like, oh, I have to unlock Ruby first so I can be ready for extreme. It's like, oh, what's the story around Ruby? You know, and, and same with, uh, you know, the next year. And we know what's coming. Yes. You know. It was really in your face. I didn't see it. And then chat said, it's really in your face. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I cried. <laughs> I, I I cried like that, and that's why I tweeted what I tweeted yeah. as vaguely as that is like yeah. it hurt. Mm -hmm. I was so hurt like by that because for whatever reason, mm -hmm. I just saw myself in that character's in, in that character's shoes and right. it just hit me and I was like, oh, and then it hits you again with mm -hmm. this isn't going to stop. No. And it's kind of, it's one of those things where it's a very, it's a very human aspect. Like you wouldn't expect so much emotion to be in it. Now I yeah. can't, um, obviously, um, I can't connect with it as much though. It was really upsetting to me. But like when I saw your tweet, I was like, oh, so I wonder how people, you know, who have families feel about this, especially the without obviously getting into spoilers that yeah. the, the the pleasing aspect like and then having you know what happened happen and or at least what we know so far mm -hmm. and it's just like okay and then they're it, they're, they're just gonna keep doing it i mean and, uh, what about loyalty doesn't it change that like moving forward so you finish that storyline so you yes. have as much information as we do mm -hmm. like doesn't like when we get told a story that's so emotionally moving in 14, which there's many, not just mm -hmm. in 5.2, um, it sets it up really nicely for future times when that story might pick itself back up where, where NPCs can change, right? Where, where their allegiance to things can change because they've been put in an emotional bind. And so now they're going to have choices to make. And then no matter which way they make, there's going to be casualties of that. Right. Which is how I feel about multiple characters. And it was actually I um, had posted a reaction to just that first part of of unlocking the trial. And I had a comment where someone said, you know, I can't believe that the people of, you know, Eorzea that you're working with actually trust, you know, these certain NPCs to help you, you know, Mm -hmm. to fight and and they're like well why are we why are we giving these people a second chance and i was just like well from what i can see you know it, it, it's a b and c but i do see an internal struggle where it's like now i'm not so sure if such person is still going to be helpful in our endeavors because of now what he's seen you know yeah that's a real question 
It's really going to be interesting to see how that plays out. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think of the content? So you haven't run the dungeon yet? Are you far enough through a mystery? I have not it's run the dungeon. way in there. It's like three and a half hours in. literally just done the first portion where okay. uh, you, you go just in. Just to get to Ruby. Yeah, just to get to yeah. Ruby and um, move on to Eden. You've done the first three fights of Eden and you've done Ruby. Of those four, uh, which fight do you feel like will live the longest? Like as far as like if you have to keep, if you have to do it 20 more times and it comes up in your roulette, Five years from now which one is gonna age the best and then which one do you feel like for a first time through is just incredible because those are two different play experiences uh, um <laughs> well for a first time through that i actually can't wait to keep getting better at it now that i've seen the mechanics is uh is definitely uh five i was really 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 excited about that Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, I really loved how you describe such person serene and then the, the actual, uh, yeah, th what boss is that? That up and you're like, this is not what I described whatsoever, but okay. I've been hitting the head too many times. <laughs> um, and then I, I really, really loved, um, I really, probably the fight that I would have the most fun doing is definitely six, um, just because of you know having up two and then we, the like they, they showed happened. it as a part of the live letter so we know it's grew yeah. the money for it uh you know so oh, that yeah, was yeah i guess yeah um but i was really excited to see what the like essential it, it wasn't really like a phase three but what phase three turned into and then having all of the mechanics together yeah and it actually for the group that i went in um with stream it was actually kind of tough um, for everybody to, you know, cooperate and figure out, you know, where you had to, you know, stand and have other people get into, you know, different mechanics with you. And, uh, that that's probably the harder. one that I love. I think seven was way harder. Oh, no, not that it was harder. It just, okay. it, it was more of like tougher to, let's just say for me my first pull is always the best and then when I learn a fight and other people start to make mistakes and pulls after then I make mistakes <laughs> and like so my first pull on that I didn't get hit by anything until just about the third phase and I had no idea what I was doing because I was going in blind and then the next pull that we did I made mistakes from the like from pull <laughs> it was it was a horrible so it was like a little bit of pulls but so Chris, what was like the most? <laughs> um, so Chris, how many? Uh, like, what was your like most surprising? What was the most enjoyable for you? So we're gonna have to trim eight so that we're operating on the same purvey as as uh, as Xander here. Uh, so I whether or not that would rank in mine, I will not include it. So I would say seven will age incredibly well for me. It's fun. It's delightful. It picks up off of mechanics we learned through previous Edens. It adds in some new stuff that's super fun and people either get it or they don't. And so like I can run it every time and just go, yep, you're going to die. Uh, and like <laughs> that's it's it's as fun as um, when the floor drops out from people in the first four Edens. Like it's that level of like satisfaction knowing how well you know the mechanics and a little bit of like if we're going to wipe i at least want to wipe spectacularly and like i appreciate that the raid can just fall apart it's not like this slow degrading thing it's like yeah wipe it up like i i appreciate that like sudden bring to a halt that seven can can deliver um as opposed to like i feel like five like it's like i think we're wiping 
but I think we're going to continue for like six more minutes. <laughs> like I ran it with one group and it took us 15 minutes or something silly to like get the boss down, but we never wiped. Like we got all the way down to like a healer and then we came back up and we got all the way down to like me and a red mage and we got back up and it's like, okay guys, like at some point we've just got to die. Like this is not <laughs> graceful. Um, totally I, clean. Yeah. So, but as far as like out of those four fights and, and I, the dungeon was fine. Um, but out of those four fights, I would say, Oh, I guess I couldn't factor the dungeon anyway. Cause you haven't done it. Um, the best, like the first time was Ruby weapon, like Ruby weapon, was beautiful it was incredible there was so much going on be sure that like once you've done it enough that you feel comfortable with the mechanics pan your camera around watch what's going on like the the world is active needlessly so it's it's awesome and then like we already knew it was a two-phase fight i had literally said that in my stuff on the channel like covered it as a yoshi p clarifying in an interview that if you die on phase two you'll start in phase two so i knew it was inherently at least a two-phase fight mm -hmm. and i still forgot that and so we get to the end of phase one and i was like that's the fight what and, like, so it, it was awesome oh that's fine uh, it was awesome so I, I think that was one of the best experiences out of what you've cleared so far. I think there's some things that give that a run for its money that you'll get to. Oh, Sur yeah. Surprising for me was obviously the story behind, like after Ruby, like that was just like, that's what hit me. That's why I had to tweet. Um, the most, I guess, uh, engaging or the most exciting obviously was the main MSQ. As a, as a player of 10 years, it answered a lot of questions and I asked a lot more. And so I'm just really excited to continue this mystery. The most enjoyable was ocean fishing. Good call. Yeah. Good yeah. call. Everybody's oh my gosh. I love it. Really therapeutic. They, a lot of people have said that they like it even better than just like the regular fishing. And they're glad that they put off um, even trying to work on fishing just so that they could go out and do and, and try to, level through deep fishing. Everybody said that they really love it. I haven't done it yet, but I, Zandri, I didn't have we stopped everything on the, every two hours and we were on six. We were on that <laughs> boat. I leveled up every time we got, we kept getting better. We are learning things. Chris got the minion and mm -hmm. uh, he's working his way to the Mount. And so we'll hopefully have a guide up for, you know, anybody who's like really kind of trying to hit that, hit that mark. Holy crap. Like, I love that. I, 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 is it the score next to my name as I'm just tossing in getting fish? I don't know. I think it's everything. I think it's the raid style. Uh, the joke that we were having because some somebody always likes to make fun of us. Like, do you even like Savage Raid? It's like we have and we yeah. maybe will have you again. Seen the screenshots of the people that have cleared 16k in a voyage. <laughs> I saw somebody Savage yeah, yeah. Fishers. Savage <laughs> Fishers, baby. We're Savage <laughs> Fish Raiders. Uh, it is. It is so. It is so communal. Like. If anything else, like when, if anybody ever does like some kind of like, oh, what is Brian like? He li he likes anything that gets us together as a community, like as a community. And hopefully they attach in some like rebuilding a fish guard or something to more to the fish so that there's obviously even outside of trying to get the mount, there's going to be always a demand because that those fish have value. 
uh, in that regard. right now. Just toss them in the trash. <laughs> just get they rid don't of them. desynthesize to anything valuable because they're meant to be caught by level ones. They don't vendor for anything because they're meant to be caught by level ones. And they have no uses in game. So they're listed on your market board, but click on that history tab. Not a single one has been bought. Chat sounding off that they love the fishing as well. So yeah. that makes they me so happy. They weren't getting white scripts day no. one to us 80s. And now people are saying they are. So I haven't been yeah. back in. I caught the first six. Um, and so I just did it for the sake of doing it. It's still awesome. Yeah, I, I've I've looked at the clock. If I I've been so busy like with work these last like just this week like this week has been just like there's just never enough time. And I've literally gone, huh? I wonder if I can log in and get the boat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like where it's like I literally I know every two hours that there's a boat going to depart, and I'm sitting here making that conscious like debate in my head going. Hmm. I'm gonna log out at Limsa Lemenza's docks in case I if in case like that meeting wraps up early and I've got like, you know, <laughs> 10, 15 minutes just to go and fish, man. Oh gosh, I love it. It's good. Yeah. They make it so easy for level ones. It's got a universal lore. They give you the first 10. It mm -hmm. gives you like you're gonna level multiple times if you're level one per run, and their runs are 21 minutes. So like just just go try it. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Just go try it. <laughs> it. It takes me back to my eleven days. It also gives me a sense of P like actual PvP. I wish mm -hmm. there was a seasonal leaderboard. I wish there was more stats. Maybe within the free company, like how much, how many points have you fished up total this week? Just something in which that it's like, yeah, like I'm gonna go do that. And I'm gonna see if I can't beat Chris or you know something like that. Where I, that's what I hope. I couldn't. Not not right now. <laughs> Not right now. He's, he's you the don't season. have to be high level. He's the season it's a there's, a, there's a technique to it, but well, the technique maybe is... Maybe they will add in that leaderboard. I mean, they're already doing it for some... Or did they already add it for the crafting? Or was that something that was that oh, they yeah. mentioned in the log letter, but it. it's going to come oh, out Oh, yeah, later. we are getting champions I don't, I don't or whatever know with the next round of Ishgard. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's yeah. in, uh, that's in two, uh, 521. Right. Which is three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Um. We have more. We have more coming. So with three weeks, I mean, so we're going to get diadem. We're going to get relics, all the relics, the crafting relics, the battle relics. Uh, we're going to get another round of Ishgard, which is supposed to be harder and longer and and have expert recipes tied to it, I think. Mm -hmm. And like yeah. things for it, it's it's a lot. Um, it's a lot. This is a yeah. big patch. <laughs> It's a lot. And then it, it, me being one of those people that's like, okay, I want everybody to see me experience everything. So I don't do anything when I'm not streaming. And then I'm like, right. So I only have three weeks to, uh, for extreme to unlock everything, MSQ, fishing, crafting, dailies, <laughs> and, then, and, uh, and normal and, and savage. And then, oh, three weeks is up and I have to do everything that comes out in this next portion show. Everybody can see me do it. Yeah. Not that it Are has you going to do multiple relics? I want to. <laughs> I don't know okay. if I'm going to be able to. I don't know if I'm going to. Um, like. It's a lot solo yeah, is what it sounds like lot. this first round. Yeah. And everybody cool. has said how in the past that it's it's quite a bit of grinding, so I I, I don't know. It, they look. Is cool. there any part of five point two specifically you want more than the rest of it? Yes, <laughs> I want the dragon from Ruby. <laughs> okay, that's literally all I want. And like, I want. I'm a really big dragon person, okay. and so I've done like you know, multiple clears of Hades. I've done multiple clears of, you know, Innocence and Titania. And I had forgotten about the mounts 
And so like, I just did a couple of clears here and there when people were like, Hey, we need another person. And I would just go because it was fun. You know, I was hanging out with people Mm -hmm. And then I saw somebody with the Hades dragon. <laughs> and I was like, wait, I didn't know there were dragons. And uh, people yeah. have been talking about um, uh, the dragon for Ruby. And so I really want that. Um, and, and one of the main things was that I wanted to, I, I don't really know how that's going to work now because of waiting until tomorrow to actually get on and do stuff this weekend. But I actually did want to for once clear Savage really quickly and actually be able to put in that grind and say, you know, I did it, you know, week one, whatever, not that, not necessarily week one, that's just a, a roundabout, but like yeah. quicker than other people so that I could put groups together and be like, I'll help you learn this fight type thing. Because, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just wondered if you ever progression rated in WoW, like where that comes from. Yeah, I did. I, I used to raid lead in, yeah. in WoW and and that was the thing was I was so caught up with the MSQ for 14 and I was obviously so behind because once I started playing, it was already like all of the pre SHB stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it had already been announced and everything, you know, everybody had already already cleared everything. It was like in the, that not necessarily a lull, but that the time period of what would have been a lull. And so that's when I got into it and was clearing everything. And I wasn't even on par when SHB came out like I still had probably another month of content to finish mm -hmm. just story-wise before I even got into Shadowbringers and then I had to you know wait because of that for getting into Eden and I literally just cleared Titan like the weekend before like last weekend this mm -hmm. past weekend um which I was really excited to do obviously before like the nerf and every everything new came out but my idea was okay now i'm starting on the same you know plane as everyone else and i want to raid you know i'm yeah. like high level in that sense and i wasn't expecting to for everything to fall this week the way it did and thank you guys so much for moving this another day absolutely absolutely just, and and so now i'm like Hmm, now I'm going to try to do this weekend and see how much I can actually get done. But that was my idea. One of the things that I would love to do is at some point for, for the, a tier to drop and I would actually like to get through it quickly and then just help people right after that and be like, oh, I know how to do this fight. I know all the stuff before other people do. I'm cool. But we'll <laughs> you have an opinion we'll on 5.3 with ultimate getting pushed? Honestly, I didn't know that it was getting pushed until um, someone from Discord was talking about it. Now, I've only seen um, stuff from Ultimate. I, I obviously haven't gone in there. Yeah. Um, but and I was actually confused about how Ultimate worked for this. I was like, are there separate bosses? Is it a gauntlet? So I actually f um, watched uh, Cloud Titan do it with his static. And like, I don't know. Is, is it? like big that it's pushed or I, I love really it know. that it's pushed because I think that that gives it seems the, to be positively received. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It gives it uh, the, the breath it needs. It gives it as, so as the typical game kind of goes, we're in uh, what, what I would call the off season while it's still plenty busy and active, the real like volume of people will be here before 6.0 and after 6.0. So think from mm -hmm. six, you know, think from, uh, you know, like 5.5, to 6.1 and that is like when it is just insane around this game both for the hype both for the story and more mm -hmm. but one of the biggest complaints has always been it's like we're like 
what's the pinnacle thing? And last time it was like Baldessian Arsenal. That was kind of like the the pinnacle achievement. And they're talking about bringing in more BA style contents to this game, which has me really excited. I'm not going to miss that train this time around. (laughs) Um, You know, hopefully it's not locked behind, uh, you know, like a a relic grind. But Mm -hmm. beyond that, that (laughs) idea is like, oh man, that sounds really interesting. But now with 5.5 Ultimate, that's the highest gear score. So they can kind of tune it for that. They can make it, and it could be the pinnacle thing to go and do to achieve that also helps fill that longer gap that you have right? Um, because they do break up the story in two parts, you know, five, uh, you know, five, five and five, 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 you know, so it's going to, you know, based off the pattern, the other thing, it also kind of changes it up. So we obviously, I think if you're going to ask me, I'm, I'm not an ultimate raider, but I love that for what it brings into the community, how much awareness it makes for the game. Okay. I think that's going to add to that awareness prior to the expansion and that's mm-hmm. going to help bring in more people who will hopefully be able to get caught up before the expansion drops. So they're not sitting here going, what? I've got 600 hours before I can go right. and do this thing? As opposed to like, okay, yeah, just come in now, get started. And um, obviously my hope is that that's when Xbox is out. There's a lot more players that we've got the story squish. So there's like, you know, constitutionally like in, you know, wise, I think it's just going to be the, the right time to drop that piece of content into mm-hmm. the game. And the main feedback I had received um, was just people talking about it who I know have either cleared it or been trying to clear it. It's yeah. just that like raid fatigue is a thing. Yeah. And so having it be too soon, especially with people that mm-hmm. are still working on it, could be detrimental as well. Just getting done with you know what we have now and then working on it as soon as yeah. it comes out. So it's, it's good that it's pushed back. I've that. heard the opposite though, from some people oh, who are like, really? what am I going to do this summer? Like that's what they were kind of had blocked. Um, mm-hmm. Because summer is a good time to play games. You know, things are, you know, calm down. If you're in school, like, you know, maybe you're out for the summer in that regard. So you have more time to kind of dedicate to that, that kind of thing. So I can see how it can have that level of impact, but I think just design wise, I think that's like, uh, you know, you can have it at the start, Honestly, I wonder, like, would, you know, would 6.0 have it in the in the 0.3 and the 0.5 patch as opposed to the 0.1, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. My friends that have played WoW up in that kind of top 100 spot, um, they, they have they've said that the game would, from their perspective, the game does better with more fights because you get conditions you for it and it helps keep the raid from falling apart from too long. Between oh, yeah, things. big gaps. It also... It also crushes drama about like, did so-and-so cheat, did all that. And he's like, because there's another fight right around the corner. So if they cheated, like they won't win again because everybody will be looking for it. So like, it's mm-hmm. what allows somebody like, if you consistently perform that, that says something. Because um, WoW gets a mythic rate every six months. But the other side of that is it's a hard burn rate and it does breed a lot of that like competitive harden up or get out. So like when you have a fear of toxicity in this community, there's an advantage to keeping them far apart. So like I can see pros and cons. They've said multiple times, we'd love to have a third ultimate, but it's just, it's too expensive on the team. Like it literally burns out the dev who's in charge of it. Mm -hmm. Like they don't want to make more than one if they don't have to. Um, And honestly, the other thing with that too is like, yeah, WoW might have a mythic raid every six months for, you know, that specific reason. But at the same time, it's like the main thing that you do in WoW that you gear up for, that you level for, that you actually, you know, will try out different classes for and just like power all the way up is to raid. 
And it's mm-hmm. just like 14 to me is so well-rounded with so many other things you can do that in my, I mean, I'm not an ultimate Raider, but in my eyes, I can see, okay, well, you maybe you blocked out your summer for it, but you also could do this, 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 and this, because there are so many other attributes to the game rather than just powering up to raid. Now, I know there are probably some people like that in 14 that still do that same thing, but sure. Shall we? But for uh, me, it's, there's more to do. Shall we talk some spoilers as we are officially at our one hour mark? <laughs> we try to keep it the show at this, but I know we did talk about talking about spoilers. Uh, do you guys want to enter in the spoiler zone? I wish yeah, I everybody kinda... that didn't yeah. want spoilers got their hour. Uh, so podcast for everybody who hasn't cleared story is on temporary hold. You can come back and listen to the second half. Um, we're going to talk about spoilers now, and we are only going to talk about spoilers up to the point that Xandria is cleared as to not spoil anything for her. So we will let her um, kind of lead this off, give everybody a second to kind of click off in case they've been like the phone's been in their pocket. He was the marshmallow man the whole time. So, oh. so just to kind of restate my understanding of where Xandri's at, you have not cleared MSQ. You've basically only done like the first two quests, really. Yes. So you you have not touched the majority of the like five no. plus hours of MSQ. No, um, and I, I did hear that it was a lot. People were saying you should block out lot. seven hours, and I was like, took me five, I have nothing five and a half. Again. But I was also breaking for fishing, and so like, yeah. And and I'm I'm a slow reader. Um, you cleared the whole Ruby story, so you've got your you've got your extreme locked, mm-hmm. unlocked, and then you have done Eden. Uh, just the first three. Have you done everything? Did you do the quest after oh. the third part? Okay, I so you not. just you cleared the third boss, and then I guess you saw the cutscene at the end of that. Uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. I didn't clear the third boss. I oh, second boss. I know what the third boss is, though. I actually did see that. Such in the a world good first, fight. So. Yeah. Such a good fight. <laughs> um, okay. It's well, different. It's so great. I guess let's talk about the Ruby story first, because yes. like that's where <laughs> that's something we can talk about in its entirety without yeah, slipping I cried. Up. So well, I, really, I actually have something before that. Okay, go ahead. If you don't mind. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, like go ahead. One of the things that one of the questions that was posed to me, and I don't know if you guys have an input on this. <laughs> um, <you're fine. laughs> um, surprising. Was you know you you go in uh, first, you know you go to um, like Revenant's Toll, and you are told that you have to go and and speak with Gaius, and that was actually one of the first things uh, that I put up on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I had a comment about somebody saying. I have no idea why we're trusting Gaius and Asinian so quickly, considering all of the things that they've done in the past. Quickly? Yeah. And and I, I, I rem- in my video, in my reaction, there's literally me going, yes, we need to trust him. He's hot. But, <laughs> but my character in game, you know, because the, the camera will pan over to your character and your character looks kind of skeptical and, and they pretty much are, Raban is like begging Not mine. No, not yours? No, I wear a pig suit. So it's that same blank serial killer expression in the back of everything. (laughs) I I think it boils down to that when you, when you, there, there is a a kind of a, I have to trust him. So I don't really in that regards where, okay, like this is who he was. The question with him and especially what Stormblood overall asks is, is redemption possible? Mm-hmm. And it really didn't answer it. That's actually, I think, probably one of the, the narrative issues that I've had with, with Stormblood is I didn't really get any kind of true conclusion, I was hoping. I, I looked at it as a tale of two cities. 
uh, you know, um, you have obviously, um, <laughs> uh, she goes, she loses her memory. And I, for some reason, I can't I have a hard time pr- pronouncing her name. So I'm just kind of just glossing a fish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a whole beam. Um, but then you also have, uh, Fludola and she is imprisoned and she has, she, w- she wasn't, you know, she willfully engaged in kind of the persecution of her own people. She was mm-hmm. artificially infused with the echo. And then, um. Yeah, and so she's left with a choice. She's having to deal with the consequences of it. Can she be redeemed? Um, then you have, uh, you know, a Sai and uh, and a sister. Why can I not pronounce her name? Somebody say it, please. Yetsuyu. Yetsuyu, thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> Brian finally said it right. Um, <laughs> the uh, And so she loses her memory. And she's mm-hmm. like, is she, like, who is she? Uh, and then it comes back and then she has a choice to make, et cetera. And so then you have their kind of twisted relationship. Uh, the, the third act of redemption story here is obviously with Gaius, who was introduced throughout the Stormblood patch. And so then the question and is, I- is that, <laughs> or whatever you need, sister, but <laughs> like, uh, cool. The, um, I think, uh, yeah, I just like. When I, I liked him in the mask better. I thought the mask, I, I don't know. I, I like the judge kind of like that mindset from 12, that aesthetic. But so then you have him and then it's like, so he was like, he's a reasonable man. He's a conqueror and he doesn't necessarily need to do it by force. He's intelligent. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a good manager. Uh, mm-hmm. He cares for his people. This is who he is. Um, yes. And he just happens to fall on the opposite side of us. He then is tempted, as all people are, like that the game has no like saints, you know, outside of the saints and lore. But it's mm-hmm. like, okay, he's tempted. Uh, the Asians, he, he, he's betrayed. He somehow survives. And then he goes on this kind of vengeance quest to rid the world of Asians. Right. We're in alignment in that regards. And in only that regards for the things that he did while under that, that spell. I don't think we'll ever come to trust him. Maybe through this story we will, because what this reveals is him as a father. Mm-hmm. If we keep killing his kids, he could turn on us. Well, that's the thing. I don't see how how we don't. I mean, I don't well, see how we don't. If, if you're they sitting keep coming at us in suits, yeah. If you keep bringing if, Gundams, I'm going to keep killing you. Well, my right response. Like how how does he not pilot the third uh, the diamond? Right. How does he not take the like? Don't take my kids. I will do it, you know, like, et cetera. Like I, as a father, like that hurt that Mm -hmm. his daughter was the pilot. And then with the oversoul and then infused her with Neil Van Darnus, holy mother of crap. Right. And I, that's where I cried. I was like, oh my gosh. And then that his kids are pursuing this, this, this work, this father. And I'm not like, I know that. You know, from my history, like Julie and I considered adoption before we could actually have children of our own. You know, it's like I the fact that obviously they're adopted because they're raw. But like, I don't think I would think that he doesn't see him that way. They're also striving for his approval. There's an interesting, complex relationship that has come out of this. But I, you can obviously see the care in the realization. I don't know how that does not as a dad. In my, if I was in his if, if he was me. Like I would do everything under the sun just to prevent that. Right. And we know that that more of his kids are going to be coming. We know that we're going to cut them down because otherwise the community would be really disappointed that we didn't get any more trials. And with that, (laughs) I I actually have like a whole, 
a whole lot of questions yeah. and a whole lot of theories. And and just to start off with, for that that comment that I re had received, I was like, you know, it, it's not necessarily that they're forgiven. It's not necessarily that he does have redemption. It's not necessarily that Gaius is trusted, but it's a Garlean weapon. And he, they're supposing, would have the knowledge to, you know, be able to, to defeat right. it. He and started so, the project. Right, yeah. exactly. And so it's it's not even necessarily that he's trusted. It's just, you know how we can take care of this situation. So we're going to utilize, you know, what, what we have and we're going to need you. Um, the whole thing with his daughter piloting Ruby, it was it was actually, it was different for me once I thought about it. Because it, it was that whole initial when you when you saw, you know, the the form come out of Ruby, I was mm -hmm. just I was shocked. And I was so shocked that I was upset because I was like, oh, my God, there's someone in there and she's changed in the whole fusion thing that you learn later on. And for me, when I heard that story, it seemed like it wasn't even his daughter that was actually piloting Ruby that we killed. It was more of like the fusion where she didn't necessarily have conscious control anymore. At that point, yeah, it, she lost. Like, yeah, there would have yeah. been no getting her back. Neil, yeah, Neil Van Darnes is oversoul, right. like, you know, uh, correct, like com completely changed who she was. Right. So then my other theory was because all of the the kids were standing around talking about this was do they actually know that she was fused or do they just think that she was making the ultimate sacrifice to finish you know what their dad started and that she actually was killed piloting ruby weapon like i wonder if they realize when they actually do it like obviously with their hair color and you can see you know um which one's going to be emerald and mm -hmm. uh and and um diamond thank you um that do do they actually understand that they're sacrificing themselves when they're being fused or do they really think that they're piloting these things uh, against you know the resistance to their death does it matter what i mean like, like if you if you're so gung ho for a cause, you're focused on the end, and the means don't don't really matter. I don't think they intend. I mean, they romanticize like laughing and stuff at the end all together, but like I don't think any of them truly believe that that's where this is going to end up. Right. I think they've gotten on that train and they're ready to go the course, just like he is. Like he's not looking for yeah. redemption. He mm -hmm. considers himself already dead. Right. So like redemption yeah. doesn't matter. Like. No. They're just staying the course. And then the other thing that I thought was really crazy was, and that I was thinking about from a family standpoint is, you know, you, and, and it's crazy with Gaius thinking the way that he does, because, you know, like you said, he was this type of man where he thought what he was doing was the right thing to do. Right. You know, and, and, and then, you know, he realizes it wasn't. And so now he's trying to correct it. And it's just like, as a parent, you have to see like the the example that you're setting for your children. So mm -hmm. you could be thinking that you are doing the right thing and you could be raising your children like these are the things that you should be doing. And then it's it's not necessarily it's not necessarily correct, you know, in, in, in the the grand scheme of things. And it's just amazing to see um it brought to light where children want so much to please their parents or just children who 
um, just have it so much sunk into them that they want to be like their parents. Well, adopted children, just... I, I read that, you know, that that also is a big, big factor as well. You know, right. like they want to prove themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's a specific age, but there is a transition. Um, and I, I think it's different for everybody. And maybe some people never get there, but there's a transition in how you view your parents. Like when mm -hmm. you're a kid, they're the be all end all, and they're always correct. And at some point you start to realize they're human. And at some point they almost become a peer um, in some ways that still has like a mentor aspect. And so like your relationship with your parents really changes as you go through the decades. And like mm -hmm. in my thirties, I feel very differently than I did in my twenties. And I assume in my forties, I'll feel different still. Um, so like, you can also see that in like Sid, right? So Sid is older than them and Sid was mentored by Gaius mm -hmm. and views him as a father figure in some ways. And says like i didn't agree with him and i went my own direction right so there was some point where he felt right. strong enough in his convictions that that he feels gaius gave him mm -hmm. that he was supposed to go a different course and he still respected gaius the same he just said like we're not on the same side of this mm -hmm. um so yeah ideally if any of those kids live when they look back on this through all of the PTSD and everything else it's going to give them like because like the problem is they've sacrificed so much at this point that they feel pot committed so they're not willing to back that train up but they're only causing more emotional damage as they go further and further down this course of sacrifice hopefully they can look back and and get some semblance of like who Gaius was as a person not as a father but as a person yeah exactly they respected and and the role he played in their life in the context of like that he had his own life. Like you right. only saw him in that father role, but there was a time when he was your age. There was a time when he has conflict and all of that. And hopefully they get a chance to see that. Right. It'll be neat to see what, if, if they do end up seeing his legacy or what his legacy even ends up being. And what's really crazy about that, that I was thinking about is it, it almost felt like some foreshadowing uh, when he's talking to, and, and the name escapes me now at the moment, um, but the, the other Garlean who was originally working on the project that they were traveling together. And he's like, you know, don't you go back, you know? And, and I felt like it was foreshadowing, like, is, is he thinking about making that sacrifice just for his kid? Like maybe he does end up, you know, pilot piloting one of the weapons to stop what he had created, or, you know, what if he just wants them to, um, to I think he'd be piloting to his own death. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I yeah. think he knows we'll kill him. I think he would get in that suit with the intention of being killed. Mm -hmm. I just feel like that was such, like, su such foreshadowing because regardless of, like, if you were looking at it at that time and saying, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to pilot the suit into his death, it, it, it's just like, okay, he's going back there. Like, regardless of what he's doing, it just feels like, all right, this is an omen. He's going back, you know? Yeah. But... And, and it's also very sad because you see that struggle. And I love Gaius's character. I love all of the different changes that he's gone through. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, it felt like my heart was ripped out too. And I don't Asking have Hunter's to. a cool title. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But yeah, I think though, like, you know, I just put myself in his shoes. I think he's, he's going to try to reason. He's going to try to beg. He's going to try. And then as soon as Sapphire goes down, I think he's, his course is going to be clear that what he needs to do. And it's like the only way this stops is if it ends with him, mm -hmm. because it, like in some way they're trying to prove themselves to him in some way. And, and maybe that's why he survived. Like if, you know, if you believe in a life that, you know, consequent, you know, or, um, 
you know, oh, it's a what's the word? Not consequence. Um. Anyway, <laughs> he still has his role to play. Right, like re- he's not done. Not repercussions. It's coincidence. Yeah, it's like oh, if you don't, you know, if you don't believe in coincidence, that it's like okay, you know, there is a reason a driving hand, something going behind the scenes. The reason he survived. The reason, you know, it's like if who knows? Like he's a man. Uh, of conviction the question you know isn't about what he needs to do but does he have uh the conviction does he have the fortitude to Mm -hmm. see it through and like you know me putting myself in my shoes for my kids like hands down yeah like all right (laughs) it's been good it's been real guys you know (laughs) let them live like you know that's what that's how i see it Mm -hmm. but then even even if that ultimate sacrifice was made, would it have a big enough effect on the children to realize that they shouldn't be heading in the direction that they're right. heading anymore? That's the other thing, too. You never know. Right, yeah. You never know. It's You just don't. And that's where you kind of have to say everything else. I've, like He's got to exhaust some other effort, right? Because it's not like, oh, my gosh, that was my daughter. And it's like, okay, no, I have to kill myself. It's like, you're right. like, okay, how do I stop my kids from doing this? And then they're, they're convicted. They have that constitution. This is what they're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. He'll help mm-hmm. us sabotage Sapphire Weapon. And when that fails and we kill his, his son, then he, he won't have another plan. And he'll tell us how to kill Diamond Weapon. And then he'll get in it knowing. And I'll cry. Knowing full cry. well that we're going to destroy it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's sorry. <laughs> no, man, that's a great way to end though. Cause it's going to be interesting to see when we look back here in a year, cause that's going to be, uh, it's going to be, yeah, we could be wrong about all of this. <laughs> well, my other thing too, um, uh, just real quick, um, was that, that, that whole fusion thing and, and knowing that, you know, she possibly didn't have like any control. And it makes me think of the other things that the Garleans have constructed, like the fake echo. And it's yeah. like, is Xenos really in control or is part of that whatever they've created actually kind of in control, which is one of the questions I was I thinking. speculation about. about the Echo, but I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, you finish the story and then that's something that we can totally follow okay. up on. For <laughs> sure. For sure. As like, a warrior of light, like every time we go through the MSQ, my view of like who we are and how things function changes. And that mm-hmm. is still true in 5.2. Um, like, I feel like regardless of what happens, I want us to feel like we're doing things for all the right reasons and just completely mess it up. Like, that's really what I really, really, really want to see. Oh, after clearing 5.0 story, I predicted that the next calamity that we came here to prevent will actually be caused by our actions. Yeah. Um, and then as we go through patch by patch, like I, I, I'm on the fence, whether or not I was right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still looking back at that prediction I, and being like, I don't know. And like, I haven't finished Eden, but one of the things that I was talking about when I was streaming was, I just want us to think that we're really like bringing back like all of this, like lushness in this area and all the flora and fauna with this. And I just wanted to just completely backfire. So you've like, seen the LED. Really... So you've seen the LED change colors a couple times. Yes, I've. And you've uh, seen and you've seen Gaia, who now. like, like everything you've done with Gaia. She is my least favorite NPC ever in the game. 
I just, and, and I feel the, I feel the same way. And, and what was funny was I was complaining about it and chats like, well, when you compare her with Reen, you know, Reen has friends and she doesn't, and she's, you know, antisocial and she doesn't know who she is. And I'm like, stop making excuses for her. Like, I didn't know how to talk to teenage girls as a teenage boy, having my story locked behind the two of them bickering at each other was not an enjoyable experience i actually liked the idea of not necessarily the bickering but her trying to say you do have people that you can rely on now type thing because it seemed like a, a lot just matter yeah no, no i can't know, care but... that much this girl shows up in heels in the desert and you're like i care about her she's family because of what because you guys spent one night in a tent together in a place that i don't even think has night yeah like, well one of the things i was really annoyed about was when she kept saying that you know hurry up and people were saying you know maybe we should go because this isn't worth her time and she's like why am i even waiting on you guys and it's like i don't know either to be honest, why are we yeah, even riding around? What are and we go, doing? Right now? I, I found the, I found the pilot for the next Sapphire weapon. Guys, we're going to save your kids. <laughs> we're putting Guy in there. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. All right. That has to be the thumbnail text. I love it. I'll let Chris <laughs> make the so thumbnail. Dislikes without even putting the video up all the way. Oh, man. I love that relationship. That's what's funny is it's like this big thing now where people have like artwork of them like sharing their biscuits and, mm -hmm. you know, all finish of this Eden, finish coffee. MSQ. I know. I need I to. I can talk it. about no more. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so, Zandri, where can people find you? I actually have quite a few platforms now um my main uh form of social media actually i stream on twitch so it's twitch.tv slash zandri and it's x-a-n-d-r-i-i -I. um you can also find me on youtube as well i've been posting more content so it's youtube.com slash c slash zandri like t-e-h zandri um and then twitter instagram reddit is all to number of eyes changes well. right no <laughs> is it always two yeah it's always two. Okay. i don't know why i thought i saw it with one <laughs> except for my email like, she... my email is one. Oh, oh that's <laughs> why so be sure to follow her all the links will be in the description of this podcast this video this wherever you're consuming this content which you can find on itunes spotify blah 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 blah, blah. i don't know when this goes <laughs> live but happy birthday yeah happy oh, birthday it's uh it's saturday but tomorrow um i'm planning on streaming from right when i get home from work into uh like through midnight into my birthday because apparently i have birthday plans i didn't know about so not that that's a bad thing but like every single thing i've tried to schedule this week has just like not been on the day that it was scheduled I and know. like just completely oh my, my, my gosh, yeah it's okay yeah. 5.2 is worth it oh, try ocean yeah. fishing. <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah, do the do the fish. Uh, Chris, where can people find us? What, what are we working on? Uh, we are in a lot of places now. Um, Brian's been posting some of his own stuff because we post too much and he's got extra fuel in the tank over on Ginger Prime. Yeah. Uh, we have been doing all of our streaming over on Work to Play when Work to Game, the number two on Twitch, isn't a good fit so that our YouTube live streams have somewhere to live for people that want to turn the bell on one type of content and not the other. Work to Game, of course, is publishing all sorts of stuff we just slammed people's feed this week so sorry you're welcome if, if you're new to us that's probably shocking it if is. you were around like last year when i think we hit like 76 videos in one month 
you're like, oh, they're just doing it again. Um, and uh, and so we're, we're publishing a lot there. Um, I think Ruby Guide will probably be the next thing to go up. Yeah, that should uh, be either up late tonight, early in the a.m. So so before the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last week we had Harry. That was an awesome podcast going into 5.2. It was a chance to talk about content that we play during the lull right before a patch comes out. So he was talking about things like PvP and stuff we don't normally talk about. Uh, and next week we have Azvar. Like if you have never been in a channel that is rated Azvar, his like raid notification it's awesome it's it's so intense but uh looking forward to having him next week so with that uh thanks everybody for hanging out live thanks for everybody who's watching this or listening to this uh let us know if you made it to the end of the show with uh just uh you know type in the word um what's a good word uh, <laughs> say cupcakes cupcakes uh so if you type in cupcakes into, into any of the comments i'll know you made it this far in the podcast we love you cupcakes 3000. So for work to game, my name is Brian. My name is Chris. And Zandri. Thanks so much for Bye. watching. <laughs> She's a pro. I love it. That's why it's like, yep, if she didn't get it by now, I'd feel a little bit bad. I'd be like, oh, God. Uh, thanks so much for watching this podcast. We love you guys very much. Hope you all have a fantastic week. And that's the timer. That's time to say wrap it up. So we'll see you next time. Oh, there's the camera. <laughs>